Welcome to today's episode of Behind the Dish Softball with your hosts, Ashley Rowley, Shelby Babcock, and Dr. Allie Dake. If you haven't done so, please hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And be sure to follow us on social media at Behind the Dish SB. Again, on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at Behind the Dish SB. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Behind the Dish Softball today. Ashley and Shelby and I are here to talk to you today about self-esteem, self-confidence with a self-esteem advocate, Casey Stroh. Hey, Casey. Very excited to have you. Thank you. Hello, my wonderful ladies. I am so excited to be here today. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Casey. I'm going to give you a very um, quick rundown on Casey's career. She is a well-known American actress and personality. She's been in so many films, I can't even begin to list them all. Um, I think your most famous role that you came out was with um, from High School Musical. You were in all three of them as Martha Cox. Um, and you've run several different um, serial shows on the Disney Channel, um, yeah. such as like Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, there, there was just a whole bunch in there. <laughs> awesome. Um, so awesome. I know. It's like, woo, legend here. <laughs> yeah. um, she's been a VH1 reality show on Celebrity Fit Club. And she has. I want to hear more has, about that, like, offline. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, that's, that's our blackmail stuff. But yeah, we'll definitely go there. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, she has um, several single hits on the top 100 list. Um, so in front of us, we had this amazing for singing actress. hits. For singing hits, yeah. Whoa, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Okay. And on top of that, she's in a choreographer for many famous ones in um, in Hollywood and around in the music industry. She does a lot of choreography. Well, I've seen um, her. Okay. Yes, you yeah. Casey on Instagram because and, her reels are awesome. And oh, on top you. of all of that. As besides being this amazing mother of these two beautiful little girls, um, she is a self-esteem advocate, as I mentioned, and a social influencer on TikTok with over 2.5 million fans that she reaches out to. It is amazing. So Casey, thank you so much for coming um, and being and spending some time with us. We've been the last few months since we started this podcast, we've had a lot of conversations around self-esteem and self-confidence and body image and um, what, what it's like not to be that, that zero and how do, or a lot of questions come at us in conversations around how do I, how do I live into who I am and how do I stand true to my values and where do I get, what tools do I have out there to gain self-confidence? And when we were talking about, um, the pie and balance and all of these conversations that we've been having, you kept coming to the forefront of my brain um, in, in who you are and what you stand for and the movement that you have behind you on TikTok. So I was wondering if you would just take a couple minutes and talk about you know who you are, your, your journey, because I know everybody wants to know, because actually if you Google if you Google no. Casey Stroh, the one thing is like, everybody wants to know who Casey Stroh is. And I'm like, <laughs> I have the fortunate, um, the fortunate, um, fortunateness of knowing Casey since she was 14, because she's my sister-in-law. And so um, I have the insights. So when I saw that, I was like, all I could think about were the little piggy tails and <laughs> growing up. Well, and you're you. so much more than that, honey. And I'm so, so very proud of who you are and who you are as a mom and everything you bring. 
and in particularly what you're doing for us in the world right now. So oh, thank, well, thank you. I'm trying not to cry. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so proud of you too. This is I awesome. I, I just want to give She's you a legend. Yeah. She's a legend. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Thank you. Well, you know, my journey is a very interesting one. I actually started off in the dance world, very young at the age of two, my older sister's dance. So I was raised at the dance studio. And from a very young age, I noticed um, that I just wasn't all like gangly and knees and elbows, like some of the other <laughs> little girls were, and I was strong and I had strong legs and, and I caught on to that pretty early, but it wasn't something that really affected me until, you know, puberty hit. And then, you know, things were a little bit more noticeable. And I was probably, I don't know, maybe a size eight. And there was a very pivotal moment for me where I went to a dance competition and at this dance competition, they would pick one person from each state to represent that state at nationals. And it was a very big deal. And for years I had been trying to get this title of sweetheart and go to nationals and just going above and beyond doing all these solos and everything. And I never got it and I couldn't figure it out. And so one day um, it was very out of my character. I actually went to the owner of the dance competition backstage and I said, you know, is there anything else that I can do, you know, to prove myself? I'm noticing that I'm not getting this. Um, please give me your advice. And she looked at me at age 12 and she said, Casey, you are so talented. You are a star, but you just don't have the ideal dancer body. Mm. At age wow. 12, a grown wow. woman <laughs> telling me this. And said, you won't fit in the costumes at nationals when we do the, the performances. And wow. it was in that moment, like a very pivotal moment for me, unfortunately, that that started, you know, eating disorders and self-confidence issues and, and things like that. And I was very lucky and very blessed that I had parents that caught onto it quickly because I went down, you know, and everyone hold on tight. Cause we've got some triggers going here, but, um, you know, we started some anorexia and then as an athlete, you can't perform when you're starving yourself, yeah. you, you know, you just don't have the energy. And so then I would get frustrated and I would binge and then I'd be upset and I would purge. And I'm so grateful that my parents started to see this, the signs and caught on. 12. This was at 12. This is at 12. Okay. Yes. And, um, Unfortunately, historically, that age is getting even younger now yeah. uh, with eating disorders. And so um, luckily, my parents caught on and they sat me down and they were very smart in the way that they did this. And they pulled up research and they said, Casey, do you know with this eating, these eating disorders that you can affect your body for the rest of your life. There are people that struggle with infertility if we don't get this handled and they can't have children later in life. Do you know, as a singer, this ruins your vocal cords to be throwing up like this. And, and I'm so grateful that they saw the signs and they caught on quickly. Yeah. And so that is something, unfortunately, in our society, we have a tendency when people are losing weight, have you noticed how we congratulate them we constantly? Do. We do. Like, oh my gosh, you're losing weight. Look amazing. Oh God. Yep. 
Exactly. So, so this is something that, you know, I think we definitely need to work on in our society. We, we never think to ask, how are they losing weight? Are they doing this in a healthy way? And I am like now feeding, I'm fueling that fire. Yeah. And so bodies should just be something that's there. Like, why do we, why do we hyper-focus on them so much? Why do we talk about them? Why do we feel that need, you know, to, to always do that? So that was a huge moment for me. And then let's fast forward to when I auditioned for high school musical, I, um, was teaching dance at the time as my job, I was 19 fresh out of high school and I was teaching dance and I heard about this little audition for this untitled Disney project. And I thought, what the heck I'll take my students and give them like an actual audition experience, but I don't look too old. Like I'll, I'll try out myself. And I had just been recovering from knee surgery, as we know, as young athletes, sometimes we, <laughs> we destroy our bodies really early. Push it a little far. Yep. Yeah, we push it for the love of the game and the, <laughs> the love of the sport. And so um, I had just had knee surgery and a blood clot and um, had gained a lot of weight. And so my self-esteem was a low at that time. I hadn't quite found my strength yet. And I went to this audition and I was one in 500 girls that day. And they all walked in in their bra tops and their spankies. And, <laughs> and I looked around and thought, wow, one of these things doesn't belong. Um, <laughs> and I gave it my all. I did this audition and Kenny Ortega, who, if you don't know Kenny Ortega, he did Newsies, he did Dirty Dancing. Um, he is a, he's a legend. And he was the director of High School Musical. And he walked up to me and he stood there in front of everyone. And he turned off the music and he looked at me and he said, I love you. You're different. Gosh. And it was that one moment right there that made me realize the one thing that I had been fighting my entire life, trying to fit into the box it was that moment where I didn't fit into the box where I was truly able to shine and to show the world what I had to offer. And after that moment, I said, I will never do this again. I will never, I will never be down on myself. I will never try to be something I am not. I was made this way for a reason. And, yes. and so that's really when I feel like it clicked for me and my body confidence journey began. So Casey, when, you know, you showed up to that audition and you said, Oh, one of these things is not like the other. How did you find the courage to go forward and do it? You know, I love that question. Actually. Um, I think a lot of it comes from my upbringing and my grounding and uh, some of my spirituality, I really do believe that, you know, I have a purpose on this earth and that I was meant to do this. And why would God give me these talents and these gifts if I wasn't supposed to use them? Yeah. And so in that moment, I was like, you know, I, I have to trust that I'm here, that I was motivated to come to this for a reason, whether mm -hmm. it be, I get the part or not, there's some reason I'm meant to be here today. Absolutely. And, and that Absolutely. definitely helped me push through. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, thank you. That's amazing. I mean, it, and for, you know, parents and coaches who are listening, you know, latch onto how important the support structure 
for her has been, right? The parents behind her educating, watching for the triggers, the awareness, instilling. And, and it sounds like, Casey, correct me if I'm wrong, but at a young age that your parents and your support structure around you really instilled some, oh gosh, foundational techniques is the, the cheesiest and best thing I can come up with right now. But in you, when it comes to like self-talk. No, right? ab- absolutely. Absolutely. And that was really hard because at the time, if you look back at that time in the media, I did not have examples around me to look yeah. up to. I did not have women in magazines that looked like me or, or people on TV. And if, if there was anyone like me, on TV. And this is something that I talk about. And I still feel like we fight to this day in the entertainment industry is typically we are the brunt of a joke or it's always talked about, or if, you know, if you are a bigger person, it's waka waka, ha ha, mm-hmm. you know, kind or of it's always thing. prefaced with not, it's not meet Casey Stroh. It's, Oh, one of our, you know, there's a preface yes. leading into that. Like, mm-hmm. okay, guys, thanks. Exactly. And so I'm so grateful that when I was a little girl and I said to my parents, Hey, I'm five years old, but I want to grow up and I want to be a famous triple threat. I want to act, sing and dance. I'm so grateful that they did not come at me with A, B, C, D, E of why you cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I think sometimes we do as parents, we want to like be realists for our kids or be like, statistically, you might not get a scholarship and, and things like that. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that they, <laughs> they kind of just let me be a big dreamer on that. And, and they did, they helped with that inner voice of yeah. you are who you are for a reason. So, yeah, I, I agree. I actually, I think the foundation that we sow and and we carve into our kids is so important. And, um, especially a lot of our inner voice and our, our body confidence comes from hearing our moms, our moms and our dads. And sometimes what they say about us or what they say about other people on TV or things like that. And so that's something I love to hit on, Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to parents that remember what you say around your kids will be your children's inner voice. You know, it's funny. And so mom, I know you're going to listen to this and I love you. And my mom is one of the the strongest women in, in the world. Um, but she's also her generation. Yes. Grew up very critical. Yes, of themselves. It it's and not so, your fault, mama. It's not, it's your, not fault. your fault, mom. It's not your it's fault. Generational but in some level too. Right? It, 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 it very much is. And so, you know, my mom, she doesn't love to be in pictures. Right. So when she's in a picture, she goes, let me see it. Let me see. Oh, I don't like that. I'm like, mom. So common. And yes. so, and so now that I've got my girls, right. That are four and five years old. And when, when she'll, she'll let one of those comments, like, oh, I look terrible. I'm like, will you stop it? Stop it stop it stop it you're beautiful you're strong stop it and then she'll be like okay you're right but it, it is it is so true that you know and we talked about this a little bit before the show and I'd love for you to expand on it but our as um as the parents as the mentorship figure and and you know as, whether you're a coach or you're a parent or you're an instructor or you're a teacher whoever you are your words that come out of your mouth and your behavior, whether it's intentional or not, 
it is sinking in to the skin of these kids, especially these little girls. They're latching on to that stuff. So I'd love for you to expand on that. So absolutely. Mamas, mama bears, when you are looking in the mirror and you grab your thighs and you go, oh, I hate these. They're so big. Oh, these are bad thighs. Um, There's a little girl or a little boy who's watching that goes, wait, what? There's good ones and there's bad ones. Mm-hmm. Are mine good? Are mine bad? And, you know, I think we think most of the time that it is the, you know, females that this hits the most, but actually little boys are starting to really struggle with this. And mm-hmm. you need to remember that little boy's going to grow up and he's going to be a husband someday. Yeah. And you're in a sense, setting up your future daughter-in-law for failure. If you are already teaching, oh, these are good ones. And these are bad ones, or this is a good tummy, or this is a bad tummy. And my dad all the time, like, you know, we're living with my parents right now while we're like completely renovating our house. And my dad made a comment the other day where he said something about a good body. I said, dad, all bodies are good bodies. Mm -hmm. All bodies are good bodies. I want to, I want to pivot on that for a minute. What advice can you give to the dads and the male coaches that are listening right now when it comes to coaching girls and yes. maybe girls, I mean, we're talking about athletes, right? So we're, yeah. we play a sport where we're all sizes, all sizes are successful. Absolutely. Right? Yes. So what advice talent, can you give them? Exactly. Talent does not have a waist size people. It just doesn't. It, it does comes not. in all shapes, sizes, and forms. Um, the biggest thing is I think that we often talk and you know this kind of goes into some of my tips that I use but um we often talk about exercise or eating healthy in a negative content like context it's it's punishment mm-hmm. you know like you need to eat less because you you're not running as fast like that kind of a thing or you gotta b- build that up because you're not performing yeah. the way you, the way you should yeah we have to be very careful of how we do address food and health and that it's that it's not a negative thing so let's not say um you know for instance let's not say we're not eating that because you said you wanted to be healthy and you wanted to run faster like why are you eating that you like, can also oh, yeah i'm sorry yeah. Is no this, go ahead Allie. Also use it, like okay. if you don't eat all your food you yes. don't get the same thing. It's still yes. a negative connotation, even though you're, it's a, it's a double negative actually. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like we do not force them to eat the whole plate. I, I tell my kids now, um, just eat until you're full and like, try to listen to your body. And when you're yeah. full, then you're full. Yeah. And, and at home we do, is your tummy happy right now? Is your, yeah. My tummy's yeah. happy. Okay. Yeah. You're done. Perfect. Right. Perfect. And, you know, exercise, we have placed it upon ourselves that like exercise training conditioning is a negative thing and we're doing it to change our body. Yeah. We don't need to do it to change our body. We are doing it as a gift to healthy. our body to be healthier and strong, we're doing it healthy in our mental health and, and all those things we're doing it to be strong. In fact, I think, you know, some of you have might have heard of CrossFit, um, I don't know if you've heard of CrossFit. It's a way of training and, and some people love it or hate it. Mm -hmm. But for me, I grew up in a world where, oh, you've got to do cardio and you need to exercise to lose weight. And that was always something that did not inspire me at all. But when I saw women like flipping tires and (laughs) I was like, that is so bad. 
Like <laughs> I want to do that because my body is a machine and I want to feed the machine well. And I want to like thank my body by exercising or by putting good things in it. But mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, you know, I talked to my husband and he just, he's like, I will never comment on what my children eat. That's just something I have learned is too triggering, especially in females. And I, and I think it's smart it. to, to never comment on the body physique. No. Yes. You're, the focus is always to stay healthy and strong. Yes. Keep getting stronger. Keep getting, you know, exactly. So once again, dads be very careful as you're, you know, looking at a woman, wow, she has a great body. Oh, she has a good body. Well, your daughter is now hearing. Oh, that's good. good. Is mine good? Or is maybe mine's bad. I look different yeah. than her. So, you know, this is funny and it kind of serendipitous. Uh, have you ever seen, do you have Netflix? Yes. Shout out, I have you seen the movie Dumplin? Do you ever watch yes. the movie? Yes. Oh my gosh. So we watched it last night and my kids absolutely adore that movie. And it's such a great movie, but you know, the whole point of that movie is the mom is a former Texas beauty queen yes. and she still runs all the pageants and she's really focused on the pageants and her daughter is heavier set and her nickname is Dumplin. Well, her daughter then enters this pageant to, you know, get back at her mom and all this stuff, right? Great movie. You should watch it. But at the very end, when they go through the beauty pageant, it's the swimsuit contest. Um, the girl and her best friend walk out and her best friend is, is a kind of a smaller size and they both walk out in their swimsuits and on the front they have taped everybody is and they turn around and on the back it says a swimsuit body yes and then just that was like oh my god yes. so you get chills like i i yeah. get chills just thinking about it mm-hmm. and so i made you know and this leads in it's kind of segues into something else that, that i love talking about but um I decided that my body was never going to be something that I used as an excuse to hold me back from living my life. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, let's go back to that generational trauma. Yeah. There was many of us never saw our moms in swimsuits. It's true. Like, like, you know, I was talking to my husband. He's like, I don't think my mom ever swam with us. My dad always got in. And, and I said, why? And he's like, oh, she hated swimsuit, swimsuit shopping. Yeah. And I'm like, how sad is that to miss out? You only yeah. get to raise your kids once yeah. and to miss out on so many incredible opportunities because you're afraid of like, yeah. you don't know, like what your shell, your temporary shell on this earth looks like, you know, and most of the time, nobody even cares. They're not looking yeah. it's, it's within you. It is. And so I, I challenge everyone out there, like don't ever let that hold you back from, from living your life and, and being your happiest self and making memories. Um, what a sad thing to miss out on because of something so, so shallow and simple, like get over it. We got this. (laughs) So, you know, you know, on that, how, how did you, and then kind of, you know, talking to our female athletes who maybe feel this or parents or coaches who feel this, how did you feel comfortable in your own skin? Um, for me, you know, I think there was a double relationship, um, with my fans and, and with myself. Um, like I said, the, the pivotal moment for me was high school musical and that moment with Kenny Ortega, but then I had all of these fans coming out of the woodwork Mm -hmm. constantly saying, thank you. I've never seen myself represented on TV. Thank you for showing the world that you can be an athlete and not be a size zero. Um, 
thank you. And it, it was almost like, you know, they're saying I changed their life, but in a sense, when they're telling me this, it's changing my life and, and it's making it. So I decided I was never, ever going to go back to how it was before. And that this was one of my missions that I was going to do. Um, and so that's why I love being a self-esteem advocate. And I have some tips that I like to use, um, in, in my training and helping, uh, women and young girls everywhere. So the number one thing is that we talk about a lot, especially social media now, because let's face it, our teens are on social media mm-hmm. and we always say, Oh my goodness, they're being fed all this negativity and all this comparison comparison. But I would like to take the power back from that. Yes. Um, we actually choose what we consume a lot more times than not. So I was talking to some, some young athletes and they were saying, um, that they all followed this clothing company and this clothing company only has one size fits all. And every time on Instagram, when they're looking at like these cute clothes, the girls are just like so petite and, and, you know, emaciated and things like that. And like I said, everybody's a good body. So no shame in here on either side, Mm -hmm. but I said, why do you follow them then? Why do you do that to yourself? You have to choose what you consume. So I want you to go through all of your social media. And if there's anything that makes you feel bad about yourself or anyone that makes you feel bad about yourself, unfollow. Yep. We don't need that. Right. And then my next tip, I want you to go and I want you to follow some body positive people. So myself, great case, Casey Stro, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Um, the bird's papaya is a wonderful one. Mm-hmm. Um, Nabella, and I can send you all of these. Um, oh, Alicia McCarvel. Yeah. yeah. Alicia McCarvel's great. Um, XO Brooklyn. There's a lot of amazing people out there and social media can actually be a very good thing. Behind the dish, softball. Behind the dish. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Because then you are seeing it more and you're seeing normal bodies. And my favorite yeah. thing is that young boys are also starting to see normal bodies on, yeah. on social media and people saying, look, when I bend over, I have this role and this is normal and we're not going to let the media trick us anymore. Yep. Um, I, mean, I mean, we talked about <laughs> if we're really going to go authenticity before the show started, we talked about having kids and how you can never sneeze and walk at the same time. Why? Because you pee your pants. And everything on your body is different after <laughs> yeah. having children and doing pants Listen, and sports. My, parent, my kids are like, mom, will you jump on the tramp? And I'm like, I got to make a bathroom stop first. Hold on. Right. <laughs> Exactly. This oh. is real life. These, these are real <laughs> I'm a former division one athlete and I was in ridiculous shape and I'm still in good shape, but I have to go pee before I jump on the trampoline. <laughs> my pants. Thank you. Right. Yes. And so before good. you go out to lunch, you might laugh. I mean, if I sneeze mid stride, bad things happen. It's wait till you, wait till you get some ears on you, ladies. I'm way I ahead of you. <laughs> exactly. And so we need to normalize this because this is something that I was never told. I would have loved a heads up, you know? Same. Same. Uh, okay. Then, so number three. Number three. All right. So we are going to forget the tag. Uh, We're going to forget the tag. Nobody walks up to you and checks your pants and sees what size you are. Right. Nobody does that. 
And I don't know why we hyper-focus on it. Yeah. I'm a size, I'm a size medium and we're cramming into our clothes. We're uncomfortable. It's not what looks best on us guys buy the clothes that fit you. How do you forget that though? In your mind, (laughs) it is, you know, a lot of, I've had people where I tell them to cut it out, cut the tag out of your pants so that you don't look at it every time. I hear these moms that have a fresh baby and this new start in life. And all they can think about is ditching that baby to get to the gym, to get their body back. Do you Mm. think that is what is really important right now? Yeah. No, no. It's a mind game. It It is. It's all a mind game. And it's what we have been sold as well in diet culture. Think about it. Every January 1st, it's new year, new you. Everything's, uh, I was a miserable before picture, but now I'm a happy after. (laughs) (laughs) I just hate it. I hate that. That's why why I always encourage people to reset their goals on their birthday, not on the new year's. When the whole world, yeah. When the whole world is about like, oh, work out and there's new year resolutions. That's mm-hmm. actually the worst time to do it because you're not going to stay committed. Get through the year, wherever your birthday is, make that day about you and reset your goals oh, that day. I yeah. Love yeah. It. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But a lot of this, I mean, in case, and these are great and we're going to hit four and five in a minute, but a lot of this has to do with the thoughts that you're feeding yourself in your mind. Absolutely. Yeah, that is absolutely very circular and it all comes back. Yep. Yeah. That is what's next. Yes. I'm going to go. And so it's like, you know, forget the tag. I do not care if I am a size 12 or a size eight. If I look like crap in my clothes at a size eight and I'm uncomfortable and I'm squeezing myself in, or this is when we hear a lot from from our mothers or our grandmothers. I am not buying a new wardrobe until I lose weight. I am going to punish myself until I get, until I hit that. Mm-hmm. Honey, you are not going to feel good and confident. Like that is so I, counter, counterproductive. I have had, I've been like, nope, I'm not going to size bigger. Yeah. I've done that to myself. Yes, you've done it. Right. We're all giving you actually it. feel you're actually more conscious about oh what my. you're standing in because yeah. it's tight or it's, it's yes. you're, you're miserable. You sit down Whatever. and you can't breathe because your jeans breathe. are like, oh my gosh. Exactly. And then, and then, then it makes you stand the whole time. Yes. And then <laughs> okay. it makes you think negative things. It does. Then, right. You sit down and it hurts and you think, oh my gosh, my tummy's hanging over. Oh, I need to change that. Uh, and it's like that constant negative self talk. Which yep. guess what? It makes us want to do bad things. It makes me, and it makes us want to not eat. And well. it doesn't it make us- you fully present in where you are yes. and, and exactly. being 100% present. Exactly. And the same is with the numbers on the scale. I learned from yep. a very young age, yep. I am muscle. I have yep. lots and lots of muscle. And I went to my doctor um, one year. I hate the dang BMI thing. It's such it's, bull crap. It, it's and I went to my, to my doctor as a teenager and I was in tears and I said, I am doing everything I can. I am dancing five hours a day. I am conditioning. I am, this is my whole life. And it says that I should be this number and thank goodness for a good doctor who looked at me and he said, Casey, if you were that number, you would be dead. Yes. All right. Yeah. You, you are never going to be that you are strong mm-hmm. and, and muscle weighs more. And mm-hmm. so I realized like, why am I like, why do I even care about this number on a scale? If I feel healthy, if I'm using my body and my body is serving me, why do I care? Yes. 
No one, yeah. once again, no one's going to come up to me and ask me, how much do you weigh? Well, and it's, <laughs> you, know, you know, and I told people on the episode that we, when we talked with Nancy, um, I will never weigh less than 175 pounds. Right. Because I'm muscle. I'm a former right. athlete. Like I will never weigh less than that. I'm, my job is to maintain the muscle and be strong and healthy and feel good. But if I'm so focused yeah. on that scale, y'all, I'm obese. If you want to look at that, yeah. right? Exactly. Exactly. So everyone just throw out your, your just old school BMI crap and, and your <laughs> scale and cut out those tags out of your pants. If, if you need to, um, especially the young girls, I don't know what it is, but they're like, Oh no, I can't be a size extra large. I have to be a size medium. Yeah. And, and it's just, no, you don't No, It doesn't even matter. So then we move on to changing our inner voice. And this yeah. is one of the hardest things because once again, this is kind of generational. Sometimes we've heard it taught by our mothers or our fathers and things like that. So this is one of my tips that I use to change my inner voice. So it's going to creep in, right? Nobody's perfect. Those negative, those negative, yeah. like <laughs> that little, negative, little light switch. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's going to creep in. And when you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I just hate my stomach. You know, we're going to change that. We're going to say, mm-mm-mm-mm. Stop that. Thank you, stomach. Thank you for serving me. Thank you for digesting my food and giving me energy so that I can chase my little children around. Mm -hmm. I appreciate all you have done for me. I appreciate that I gave birth to two children. There are two people at the dinner table that would not be here if it weren't for this stomach. So thank you for doing that for me. And it's the same with our legs and our thighs and our arms. Thank you for carrying the load for me. And the more we start to do that, you will find that that, that inner voice, it can be changed mm -hmm. and it can move from a negative thing to a gratitude thing. And it's, it's just like training a pitchers. If you're trying to throw a rise ball, catchers hitting, you go yeah. in and you put in those physical reps every day, your mind needs those reps to get better and stronger and, and build that consistency. Well, and, and, and on the mental side of uh, that appreciation, I build that in. That is, that is a topic all the time with the girls um, that I'm mentoring is the mental inner voice and how destructive it is and how we create negative sentences when we think we're saying something positive. And it's absolutely, you're feeding the mind the opposite. It's a double negative, right? And so it turns us against absolutely. you. Yeah. And it, so that inner voice is so key and turning that into appreciation is a great way to do it. And, and it takes time and effort and practice, just like anything else that you do, you have to be very cognizant of it, catch it, push it away and turn it around. And, um, it takes practice. Just keep doing it. it and it's in the hardest moments where it matters. It really is great. The hardest moments. It's when yeah. you're in the dressing room of target, putting on that swimsuit and you are just, <laughs> You know, oh, I've had I, love it, I love it. 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 I'm so thankful. <laughs> oh my God. I love you. <laughs> exactly. sister. And, um, that's also going to go into this, this last one that we kind of, I mean, we hit on it, that exercise is not a punishment. We are not doing it to change our body. I'm not doing these sit-ups because I want flat abs. That's not why I'm doing these sit-ups. I am doing these sit-ups to, I want to strengthen my core. So I have a strong back. And so that, you know, I can live a long life and not, you know, be a decrepit hunchback when I'm older. <laughs> like yeah. I want to do things for the, for the right reasons. And the same with eating healthy, like 
and especially moms, let's cut out that D word, the diet word. Diet is just, it is such an unhealthy thing. Um, I have seen eight-year-olds in school saying, oh, I'm not eating my lunch because I'm going on a diet. Mm. Because they heard that from mom. It's healthy yeah. eating. And, they see, mom, eating. and they see mom restricting herself. And right. so they think, oh, I need to restrict myself too. Like, you know, and all, and mom, I love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but she'll do that. And it's, she'll be like, we're going to go on a diet. No, you're not. You're just going to eat clean. You're going to yeah. eat healthier, better food. You're, you're going to make better have- food choices. Exactly. You're not going on a diet. Exactly. <laughs> and, we, and, and why do we feel the need to talk about it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why do we have to say, oh, I can't eat that because I'm on a diet or I'm not going to do that because I'm on a diet. And we have this urge to like, talk about it. Right. Really, it's like, just put the food in your mouth and we don't need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And we can, you know, and kids also learn um, great habits from their parents too. Like, oh, mom gets up every morning and she has a smoothie and she puts all this green crap in it. And it's, exactly. you know, and she seems, <laughs> she seems to think it's wonderful and talks about, you know, how it, it feeds her body and gives her energy throughout the day. Yeah. Um, a big one in my family growing up. See, sorry, mom, bless my mom. I, I know your mom. I love you. <laughs> we love our moms. We, we love, love our moms. Mom. But it was like, that's too much sugar. Your t- your stomach's going to get big because that's too much sugar. Mm-hmm. So how I teach my children about sugar is I say, honey, that is a lot of sugar. And I don't want you, uh, sugar gives us energy and it makes it skyrocket up and then we crash mm-hmm. and we don't want to crash. We want to like have some protein and some good carbs because then that carries us longer and we don't have that, that tired crash that happens. In a moment of desperation, I told my five-year-old because she is, she's got a sweet tooth, man. (laughs) And I told her, I was like, buddy, if you eat, if you continue to eat that much sugar, your feet are going to get really heavy and you can't play soccer. (laughs) <laughs> I, was like, I was desperate for something because I knew like my inner voice was like, no, 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 don't go there. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I just get out, right? Right? like, stop eating some so especially when they're little I used to um and I feel like I have I have healthy eaters today I have really great kids who pick great I mean Kelsey my daughter will pick a Caesar salad sometimes over a burger I mean and and by choice and and, but she has really great balance they all do but I allowed them to always pick a sugar a day so absolutely so you know instead of restricting from kids saying oh you can't have it you can't have it what happens the opposite's true then all of a sudden that's all they seek and they go somewhere they go to somebody's houses and they're eating all the Doritos and they're eating all the ice cream so I always had everything here and 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 okay what if you want it for breakfast okay but that's your sugar for the day like trying to keep them balanced you know and then they turn into teenagers and they eat Doritos (laughs) soda and popcorn and and pizza all day all they want but but as I've seen my children become adult children, I've watched that balance come back because that was their foundation. That's what they had in the beginning. And they were allowed to be a part of that choice. Exactly. And, and had that power over it. Yeah. Versus hearing mom say, yes. oh, I can't have a piece of birthday cake or, or then yeah. eating something and talking about the guilt that comes after. And yeah. there has actually been a study that proves that when you do have like you know, what some would call a cheat meal or, or, you know, a celebration and you go hard to the paint and you live your best life. Um, and you're just <laughs> it, right? You're it, right? Yes. 
you, it is better for you to actually enjoy it and savor it because your body actually understands when you start stressing about it and will hold on to it more. And that's so, like the whole cycle of shame and everything. Yes. It's not yes, good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's taken years, you know, to like heal my, uh, my relationship with exercise and with food and with my body and with diet culture and all of those things. But it is a pretty amazing thing. Once you see it, you see it. And so I hope everyone that has heard this conversation, I hope, (laughs) you know, your eyes are opened and you can see how much we really are being fed by the media and by our culture, some of these little habits. And honestly, it's for profit. They want us to feel terrible. They want us, us, you know, and we're taking our power back. It's 2020. We're taking our power back. You don't get to have that, that power over me. And, and I'm going to love myself and appreciate myself. And, and yeah, no one's gonna, no one's gonna take that from me. Get it. (laughs) All right. You know, we could talk for days and days and days, and sometimes we do that. Um, So in an essence, to keep this under an hour, (laughs) sorry, sorry, listeners, but I hope that you've just soaked up every minute of this conversation because it's been amazing. What, what would you like to leave our athletes, our coaches, our parents with? Um, You know, my biggest message, and I hope everyone out there can really just open that brain, open those ears right now, and just know that your worth is not equivalent to your waist. It's not, it never will be who I am as a size 22 or a 12 or an eight or a 10. I am still Casey Stroh. I am still have the same gifts and the same talents and the same personalities and the same struggles and everything. This is just your outer shell and your, your weight is not what makes you worthy of happiness or worthy of love you are worthy of all of those wonderful things. You're worthy of where you are. Just the way you are. Just the way you are. That's amazing. Casey, I can't thank you enough. And, and I would love, we would love to have you back for more conversations. Yeah, there's several out of here that we could bring her. Yeah. You have (laughs) such an amazing, yeah, you have such an amazing wealth of experience and knowledge to pour in to our female athletes, uh, to help our parents and our coaches with, as we mentor and coach these female athletes and raise them up through the game. You know, we talk all the time that, that sports are a foundation to teach and instill life skills that will set them up uh, for success on and off the field, right? And this is part of it. We know by the age of eight, are comparing each other, uh, comparing themselves to each other when it comes to clothing and size. And, and that's where it all starts, right? And that's where that yeah. self-talk starts. Yeah. And when you become an athlete and, and now you're in your uniform, depending on what sport you're playing, uh, it, it all just kind of can compound and snowball if we don't teach and instill uh, the proper fundamentals and tools at young ages, yeah. right? When it comes to yeah. self-talk, when, when it comes to our words and our language. So I encourage all of our coaches and our parents to really just be, be intentional with the words you use and think before you speak, because I know there are some instances where coaches have meant well, but the wrong words were used, which then perception is reality in that moment, right? So for all of our listeners, uh, please follow Casey on social media. 
uh, and TikTok. We will share her um, her handles with you so you can make sure to, fo to follow her because as she says, you know, we choose what we consume and you want positive influences in your life. So follow us at Behind the Dish SB on, gosh, we're on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and all of the things. So make sure that you follow us to, you know, our, our goal and our hope is to be a positive influence in your lives and to feed you full of tools and content and just, you know, maybe you need a quote to, to get your day started, right? But we hope to, to help be that source of positivity. So be sure to follow us behind the dish SB. Casey, you are amazing. We wish you nothing but the best moving forward. And we're going to bring you back, girl. We just, we're just, oh, thank started. you. Oh, <laughs> thank I appreciate you. that. Thank you for having me. Yes. All right, everybody go make it a great day. Bye. Bye. Love you guys. <laughs> Thank you for spending your time with us today. We appreciate the opportunity to get to share our experiences and knowledge with you. If you haven't had a chance yet, please hit that subscribe button so you can tune in on future episodes and be sure to follow us on social media at Behind the Dish SB for future episode information and guests. Make it a great day.